name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design and this is the $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. If you are enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave me a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead and recommend and share it. Okay, we are into episode 21. Yay! Finally passed the big 2-0, which means 20 weeks. Well, because I did skip holidays, but then I made up for it with two episodes. So uh, that's 20 weeks, which is, what, five fucking months. So, yeah, I've I've been busy. Well, not busy with... Well, I've been busy with other work. <laughs> so, um... This title, the title of this episode is Moth Into Flame. Uh, Moth Into Flame. Uh, And it is a Metallica song. It is off of their 2016 album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Metallica came back into form from uh, Hardwired. Well, uh, they sort of lost the crowd a bit with some, some, uh, in the late, late 90s with Load, Reload, and then Saint Anger into the 2000s. But then uh, Death Magnetic and Hardwired brought them back. So I'm happy Metallica is back. Now I have I have a friend who told me that anything after the Black Album just sucks. Well, still, yeah, mo- a lot of them did suck, but you know, like um, Death Magnetic and uh, Hardwired isn't too bad. And um, I just want more Metallica, so. Yeah, gonna have to do this. So anyways, this is called Moth Into Flame, and it's a good song. Um, It is called Moth Into Flame because now we are going to go into the WooCommerce series, okay? So up till now, what we did was we have talked about um, the web design process. I'm gonna make a post, a long tutorial slash post about that and uh, include some some podcast episode titles and stuff. But from now on, for quite a long time, because I have a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to WooCommerce. And it's called Moth Into Flame because it sort of shows how people approach WooCommerce or e-commerce. And it is that it looks really attractive so you just get uh, attracted to it and like a moth and then into the flame you people attack it and they just burn the fuck up so it's called moth into flame because um it's it's not exactly the way that you think it will work and here in these in this series uh, i'm going to be talking in about a lot of uh, a lot of different perspectives, like uh, from, uh, let's see, from someone who will advise the clients on, on or helping them build a successful e-commerce website. Um, some perspective would be from our, from the designer or developer's perspective. And I have a lot of episodes um, sort of put together, not put together, t- topics that I that want to cover. And I, w- I was originally thinking going on a five uh, series, uh, five episode series, 
but it seems like it's gonna be way more than that because not only do I have originally put together, uh, I think it was uh, four, five, yeah, four, five episodes, but then when I started thinking and putting together more topics, I think I have a few more, so I, it, it might go into 10 episodes, uh, which is pretty good, I guess, because you know it keeps me, that'll be another, because the web design process was nine episodes, well, nine steps put into, I think, 10 episodes or something nine ten episodes and um that sort of kept me busy with those podcast episodes for almost half a year so with woocommerce it'll you know probably take up another half year because i'm gonna mix it in with other stuff right uh so what we are gonna start with is um oh yeah almost forgot so the whole woocommerce series i am gonna use and and you you know that i love hard rock and heavy metal and I think um, pretty much undisputably one of the best heavy metal bands out there is Metallica, right? Now you can't even say, I think it was, uh, what was his name? Jim Brewer, Jim Brewer, yeah, yeah, comedian. You can't even, you don't even say Metallica, you're supposed to say Metallica, right? I can't, I can't shout out because it's in the middle of the night, it's actually 1 a.m., but I would really <laughs> love to just shout Metallica. Right, because um, with the horns and everything, because Metallica is one of the best heavy metal bands ever. Right? I mean, if you had, if I had to pick really good ones, I'd say Metallica, um, Black Sabbath, Alice in Chains, Megadeth. Um, maybe I don't know about Anthrax. Uh, Trivium. Anyways, I, I. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, I, I do say anyways, because whenever I go off on a tangent, I wanna come back and I, yeah. But um, this was sort of on a tangent, so that's why I said anyways. All right, let's get back into talking about WooCommerce. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because not only do I have quite a bit of experience on this, uh, I think it's something that is really a huge part of making websites because like I said it, it is attractive it's so attractive for uh, people to to manage or own a successful e-commerce website it, it's it sounds so fucking cool if you do that, if you have something that works and you sell shit off of it, you know? So it is very attractive, but it's really hard to actually do well and maintain well and actually, you know, profit off of it. So that's why I think uh, it's worth talking. And that's why, of course, as uh, most of the audience that I have are web developers or web designers, it's something that we all will have to deal with because clients will want it, you know? And it's only gonna get bigger, you know? So, yeah, cool. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's um, let's talk a little bit, I think I've mentioned this a few times before, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the experience that I've gone through. Um, so, I was, so in, in Korea, Korea is not like, WordPress heavy because there are a lot of easy uh, one-click install really really domestic custom 
sort of really cater to the Korean market type of solutions. And there are some e-commerce solutions where you just, it's like Shopify in a Korean way, you know? And because Korea is, has some very, very high gated walls in terms of internet, although it has fast internet speed, the internet community and the internet development style and direction is very different from most English speaking countries or at least, you know, the rest of the WordPress uh, open source stuff, kind of stuff that we have. Um, it's very closed. So uh, WordPress and WooCommerce was a new thing. You know, it's relatively new compared to the other uh, one-click solutions that they have and other um, uh, memberships that they uh, open up for the general public to just uh, manage e-commerce e websites. And uh, because WordPress, like I said, was relatively new, not as yet relatively new, um, there companies pop up here and there, uh, startups here and there. And the ones that start off earlier, started off earlier than the other ones, of course, had a better following and they had a larger community and all that. And in the end, uh, I was sort of um, working in the community, helping helping people out, like I do on Facebook with the Divi communities and stuff. I help people out and come up with their solutions. And I ended up working for that company who was pretty much maintaining that community. I ended up working for that company, which was um, luckily, <laughs> luckily, <laughs> probably not. Uh, luckily, I don't know. Luckily, the largest uh, WordPress development company WordPress web design company in Korea, one of the largest at least. And I ended up being the WooCommerce guy and I made dozens of WooCommerce websites, uh, talked to hundreds of stupid clients and gave out quotes for hundreds of stupid websites and people's stupid ideas and uh, fixed dozens of people's WooCommerce websites and it just, just done so much WooCommerce that it's just frustrating. And I, I quit that company because um, I didn't like working with them that much, as much as I thought I did. So <laughs> I quit that company, I'm happy that I did. Uh, and uh, But I still have that experience and I've worked with a lot of people who do need WooCommerce or e-commerce websites still, and I still do provide that as one of my um, uh, main web development services, I guess. So, uh, I, I've, yeah, I, I, I've, I've sort of, I've gone through enough to be able to talk about it for at least 10 episodes and lots of anecdotes and lots of really small things that, you know, might not have noticed that I have. So there's a lot of things that we can talk about. So in this episode, like I said, it's cause, cause it's called Moth into Flame. We're going to talk about how people uh, approach this, all right. And as the as we go on through the episodes, I'm gonna go things that are that I've decided to call woo illusions. It's WooCommerce delusions. <laughs> WooCommerce delusions. So illusions. I'm gonna call them illusions. Uh, are pretty much 
like different levels of delusions that people have about e-commerce or extendedly WooCommerce. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about tier zero delusions. This is pretty much the delusions that everybody has when they start WooCommerce. And if you know about these delusions and if you can sort of advise the clients that that's not how it works, it hopefully, if, if you're convincing enough, hopefully it'll help them understand um, how things are not as easy as they think it is, you know? So yeah, uh, before we get into that, I am gonna mention, I think I, I think I mentioned a while ago that I'm running out of cuss words. So uh, I was I was thinking of new words to use. <laughs> I keep saying those words. Um, what I'm gonna try to do is two things. A, come up with some clever words. And I found one on Reddit, uh, I think a few week, few days ago. Uh, it's chuckle fuck. <laughs> it's chuckle, chuckle fuck. I think, that was, I think that's fucking hilarious. So I'm gonna call uh, dumbasses chuckle fucks sometimes. So yeah, spread spread that. So now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, we can go into tier zero delusions when approaching WooCommerce websites or e-commerce. E-commerce. Okay. Now there are a few things. There are I have five. I have five points. I might not be able to go through all of them, which means that I can talk about them in the next episode. But let's just start with the first one. Tier zero delusion. First point. First delusion. First type of, it's no, no specific order, but number one. If you build it, they will come. Have you heard that before? Well, I mean, that's like um, from a, a line from Field of Dreams by Kevin Costner. Uh, not by Kevin Costner, starring Kevin Costner. Uh, but it's a sentiment that I've noticed that a lot of clients have. And that is one of the biggest delusions that you can have when building a WooCommerce website because you don't get, <laughs> you don't, you don't get any traffic. You will not get any traffic unless you put in a lot of effort into it, you're not gonna get any traffic. Pete, they will not come even if you build it, you know? So, um, now, so the thing is, here's something that you can do when working with a client, all right? So if you've gone through the, the, the nine step web design process, you know that the client needs to uh, have control of their domain and you also know that you're not going to be building on that domain, right? S yet. So, you start talking to a client, you're going to have to start with asking if they have a name for their business. You will be surprised with what kind of chuckle fucks you get because a lot of them don't even fucking have an idea for their domain. All they know is what they're going to be selling and that's it. And sometimes they don't even know what they're selling. <laughs> a 
I'll get into more of that in a second. They don't even, sometimes they don't even fucking know what they're selling. So um, you have to ask them <laughs> what they're selling, uh, what their domain name is gonna be or is, and what their um, uh, brand is and whether they have branding. Now, when you ask if they have branding, don't turn them away by saying, come back when you have branding. Say something like, would you like me to take care of your branding from this brief? And that helps a lot. And, and if you are not up to the task, hire a designer to do it. Or uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. If you're not the designer, then you can hire a designer to do it. Uh, and just don't don't turn them away, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, sometimes people don't even have that. Sometimes, sometimes people just have a vague idea of, of something and they just want to make money off of it. Just a vague idea. And um, the, the thing is they see, now if you think about it, they have seen successful e-commerce websites. That means that that website is getting the traffic, is getting the, a, a decent amount of traffic good enough that this potential client has seen it, right? And that means that that website is doing what it's supposed to be doing. But what this client thinks is because that website gets traffic and it looks like it's getting traffic, they think all e-commerce websites will be getting that traffic. Also, they all they think that all e-commerce that if they make an e-commerce website with in a specific niche, people will just find it just out of the blue. They'll just turn up because it doesn't work that way because the main thing that they don't realize is this is not a brick and mortar shop. It's not a brick and mortar shop. What it is, is it's, it doesn't have regular foot traffic. What you're doing is basically building a log cabin deep in the woods and trying to make the Blair Witch Project become, you know, something, you know, and nobody's going to be there. Nobody's going to know it even exists. You have to have signs, road signs, ads, everything there. And it's, you still aren't guaranteed sales, you know, and that's what, that's the first delusion that everybody has. Um, you can't just start off. You can't open with that. You can't just go to a client and they say like, what, what do you want? Like, uh, e-commerce website. Well, nobody's going to fucking find it. You can't start with that, right? Of course you can't, but, um, you do have to uh, tell them that they need to start the marketing now. Okay. And one way to do that is to, um, offer, and this doesn't take that long, you know, just have them start a new uh, newsletter like on MailChimp or whatever and then you set that up for them put a landing page uh, so it'll be like under construction something cool is coming soon or whatever whatever and just a very simple uh, hero image whatever it is just to show what is going to happen and then uh, 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 what is it uh, uh, put up a newsletter sign up form on that page just so they can at least start marketing and get that domain in front of people you know um, like they can start an instagram put their domain up there it will catch at least try to capture uh subscribers you know 
as opposed to don't do anything yet, don't do anything yet, don't do anything yet, site's gonna go live, site's gonna go live, yay, it's live. And Google Analytics tells you that it's just you and the client just checking out the website. Two people are on the website right now. Yay, that's all you're gonna have. That Nobody's gonna come see the website. So that's something that you can do and it's gonna take you only a few hours and you can add that to the quote later on, you know? And you're not even gonna start doing that for them unless they pay the deposit, right? So you're not losing any money, but you can say, you know what, this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna use this landing page, under construction landing page as the temporary page while we build your website. And then once everything is done, can migrate that over it'll take maybe two months and during those two months you can start your ad campaigns and start getting your brand awareness and getting eyeballs on the website that's how you start all right because people think if they build it automatic traffic it's not gonna happen so that's the way that you can approach that all right I hope this is making sense I hope this is helping um, there's a, these are all things that I've done and offered clients and had them on board with there are a lot of things about this and things that you can do that will help um, the client at least you know get a sort of working e-commerce website and if that works for them it's going to help you in the long run okay um yeah Uh, let's go to the next delusion. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I'm going to call them. They're all delusions. Uh, the next delusion. Uh, delusion number two in tier zero. First tier. This shop is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, people think whatever shop they're making is a great idea. Everybody does. They have a cool idea or they have a passion and they think that's going to be a great idea. Is it though? All right, here's what you need to think. Here's what you need to explain to these chuckle fucks. I, I like that word. I'm going to start using that more. Uh, does that um, does that shop offer anything different from their competitor? Now, the, the all right, so remember how I said I've seen some clients not even know what they, they'll be selling? I, what, what happened was I've seen some people, um, you know how all the whole world, all the manufacturing happens in China, right? And people, there are brokers who go to China, pack a whole container box full of whatever product they deal in and just ship it over to whatever country. And in that country, the people who distribute that just uh, distribute it. Now, what happens is I think it's sort of like a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> and that's so fucking bad. Multi, it, it does feel like an MLM. Now, what, how multi the way that multi-marketing works is you buy a bunch of product and you need to sell it yourself. So the people who are distributing just make money off of you. And you, as the um, end retailer, need to sell it at a markup, but selling it at a markup, that's gonna be hard. And 
it's and what you need what you really want to do is actually sell that sell your products to another person who will also sell it as a retailer and it keeps going on and on and somebody nobody's making any money except for the person who's distributing the first person um, and some some models work like I've my mom used to go to like Tupperware parties and used to love going to Tupperware and that works because it's not like the bad type of not like the sell your kids for sell your kids for Amway type of multi-level marketing but but you know like back then they couldn't have like real retail stores Tupperware wouldn't couldn't be in retail stores so they actually had salespeople go around and do that it's a little different from the multi-level marketing schemes that we have now but it's essentially a similar method right you have salespeople regular people who are salespeople who will move your product for you right and for example if you want to have a fashion website a fashion brand if you will and what what happens is i've seen I, i've had this client um want to start a fashion line now it's not technically a fashion line because the clothes are not don't have his logo on it they're not designed by him he's not a fucking designer he can't design worth a shit he can't even design anything i don't know why he he thinks fashion is his passion it fucking rhymes but it's yeah so that was what he really thought he wanted to do he doesn't do that anymore spoiler but that's what he wanted to do and um what ha what i've what i've learned from him is that he actually buys a bunch of product from a broker now this guy would go to china and there are like districts in china uh, i forgot which city because i've had a few people do that for i don't i don't remember shanghai maybe not sure so there's a, like a like districts as large as like suburbs you know and what they do is they just sell like pounds and pounds of clothes and you just buy them in the bulk you know and like t-shirts cost like 20 cents a piece type of bulk you know and you fill and fill like hundreds of boxes throw them all into a container and then you bring it over and these guys were in korea so they brought it over from china to korea and you would just buy like a bunch of that shit right and like let's say you bought like three thousand dollars worth of clothes like for every different line different sizes and colors and what that broker did was they gave you all the assets to manage your own website they would actually have models model in those clothes and they would send over the images high resolution images of models like 20 images of one type of clothes like one jacket or one dress that model would just walk around in an urban area with a coffee in her hand and just walk around like like paparazzi photos with you know like celebrity paparazzi like oh it's so cool and you know with everything back in the back like background all out of focus with bouquet and all that kind of 
shit, you know? And they would just send over a bunch of those photos and all they had to do, all the client, or in this case, the person who was trying to start the website, which is my client and their customer, um, would download those photos. All they have to do is upload and then put up whatever price they want, whatever fucking price they want, ship it off to wherever they sell it to. That was their model. That's it's not, that's not a, having a passion in fashion. What the fuck? That's just, that's just falling for a scheme. <laughs> Anyways, he, this guy was just, you know, like his, his, he had a room full of clothes and he wasn't selling anything. This happens a lot with retailers. I've had this happen with like how many, seven, eight clients that I can just remember off the top of my head. This happens so much because they just, not only do they jump the gun, they just, you know, they have to get this. So they get rushed. They try to rush the website and all this time, no pre-marketing. So it's not gonna work. And like I said, thinking that this shop is a good idea is just stupid because the products that you're getting are exactly the same as the other people. If you have your own cool idea and if you have a really, really specific niche or a really cool idea that, a uh, cool solution that you're offering, maybe. You know, maybe then you can market, you know, that way. But normally, normally, unless you have a very, very specific approach, it's, it's pretty much the same shit as everybody else. It's just a fun way to lose your money and pay a developer and then just w wonder why it didn't work. And just so, um, Remember how I said I made, I've made dozens and dozens and dozens of websites, WooCommerce websites? Um, out of those, close, to like may, maybe not a hundred, but quite a few. Uh, out of those, I don't, even I don't even think a handful of them are still around. Like, I would say, I would say, maybe it's because I get shitty chuckle fuck clients, but I would say about 80 to 90% of WooCommerce websites, not WooCommerce, e-commerce websites fail in the first year. I'm not kidding. What I've seen really, because it's unsustainable because they're approaching it pretty much all wrong. I'm not saying I'm right because I don't do it well either. I just do it any way that I want because even my courses, I could have marketed them even more, but I don't because I really don't care. It's just a side job thing for me and I'm happy to make courses that help people. I'm done with that. As long as it pays for the server, I do sell quite a, quite a bit, but it's just, it's not that I'm trying to market that as my main uh, source of income. So I'm fine with whatever sells and I'm fine helping people. I'm fine putting out podcasts with such specific tips and advice, you know? So this is just what I like doing. Um, but I've seen so many people fail trying to tackle this thing, this WooCommerce thing, and it just, it doesn't work, all right? So um, shop most of the time is not a good idea. Uh, you don't have to tell the client that. If 
you feel that it's not a good idea, you can maybe try to steer them in some ways, like ask them things like, oh, so what is your specific niche? What can the customers get from you that they can't get from somewhere else? Then they might start thinking a little bit. Otherwise, they, they're gonna say, oh, it's just better price. And you just like, all right, thumbs up, cool. I don't care about you, just pay me and I'll finish your website and you can go fail and die somewhere else. And that's it. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, like the people, I think the people who are making money off of e-commerce websites are the designers and developers and not the people who are actually selling things. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's the only way. Is, and you also charge quite a bit for WooCommerce. So it's true. Another delusion. Uh, it's similar to delusion number one, but it, it's it's extended from delusion number one. But this delusion is, I will say, is them saying, "I will market it once I'm finished." This is a very dangerous approach because a lot of clients think that there is nothing to market until they have all their products up and ready to sell, and they think once they market the website with everything ready to sell then people will just rush in and buy things that's not how that works it really is not how it works it's 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 really hard to get people to open their wallets you know um, marketing you can pre-market like uh, I think I mentioned this a long time ago in one of my episodes uh, in resources or something this lady who has succeeded has built like multi-million dollar e-commerce websites a few of them her main one of her things one of her main tips that she was giving out was you can't market you have to market before you even start going if you have to advertise before you go to market is a really important thing that she kept on saying and i truly believe her and i've seen it work and I've seen the rest of the people fail by not doing this. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not gonna work if you start marketing once all the products are up there because you're gonna be losing so much in the meantime because it takes a while for, it to, for the traffic to pick up and that whole time you're just gonna be losing money. So it's, it's just a really stupid thing but a lot of clients think that. So. That's why you, if you're, I hope, a slightly more responsible or responsible uh, developer, designer who cares about their clients, this is one thing that you can talk to them about and have them at least get like a newsletter or a newsletter going with updates or whatever, or uh, an Instagram to at least get people checking out the website or the brand. You know, lots of things you can do even before the website is finished and you can have like I said, uh, landing page, just so you can get things started, you know? And uh, let's go to another delusion. Delusion number uh, four. My friends will help with marketing with a shout out on their social media. <laughs> now this is a chuckle fuck talking to other chuckle fucks and spewing bullshit and just not getting anything in return because why are you not getting anything return in return because you're not investing anything 
the thing is, giving a shout out, it's not gonna work. Influencers, actual influencers who do make money influencing, I still can't even wrap my head around how that market works, how, how those advertisers or what they call themselves influencers, how that even works so well because it's, it's insane how that works so well. But I guess influencers who, in, who work in a very specific niche, like for example, like uh, this guy, Brad Colbo, Colbo, I think I've mentioned his um, video once. Um, like if I, I check his channel quite a, quite a lot and then um, he talks about iPads and illustrations and he has this iPad LCD cover, cover, film uh, called Paper Like or something. And it's, it's a matte finish iPad cover and iPad LCD protector. And I thought it was pretty cool. So I checked out the website. I actually did check out the website because of him. I didn't buy it because it's expensive, but <laughs> I bought a cheaper version <laughs> from fucking China. Uh, but um, it's it's really if if you have a if an influencer is very specific and very um, what is it um, knowledgeable in that niche, then his or her or their uh, um, opinion or or suggestions in that area is valuable so yeah that makes sense friends no friends do not help at all at all at fucking all all right what the only time that friends do help i've seen is not from like oh i got this logo done from this guy go and this is a shout out to this guy because he made me such a great logo and the best you're going to get is another person wanting to do it at a friend's rate you know a mate's rate as it's called here uh, but one thing one way that it does actually work is having your friend uh suggest you on let's say for example in like a community facebook page somebody's like oh i need a website for my um for my new business and then somebody tags you and says this guy does really good work that sometimes works or if that if your friend actually knows a person who needs a website and then sits you down together then it might work phone calls sometimes not all the time uh, but if you know it's the friend has to really go out of their way to really get you on board for it to work otherwise friends will help with marketing fuck off no it's not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work unless you have your friends with like the rock or you know <laughs> you know those people unless you're friends with them uh, yeah oh did you know that um Sharon Stone was um, rejected from tinder because they thought she was a fake profile <laughs> yeah that was funny uh, that was recent and um yeah it makes sense though because you know Tony Hawk uh, couldn't rent a car because he signed up as Tony Hawk, which was his real name, but people thought it was a joke, so they deleted his uh, his registration, and he was like, oh, he's real Tony Hawk, you know? Tony Hawk's Twitter is full of those kind of stories. Uh, so yeah, if you're a celebrity, sometimes people think 
you wouldn't do normal people things. <laughs>And um, let's get to the last delusion. Uh, I've spent 40 minutes on this. Um, there are only a few things that I want to talk about in resources, resources and news, so it's fine. I guess I can talk about this. Uh, the last tier, the last delusion in this tier, and these, these things in this tier, and these delusions are the most common delusions. And a lot of new e-commerce clients have these misconceptions. It's not, it's, I call them delusions because it's funnier, but uh, you can just say they're misconceptions because they haven't done this before. They don't know. So it's worth talking about and telling them, you know, or steering them in the right direction. But this last delusion, as I'm calling them, uh, is I can make money easily. Yeah. Uh, that makes no sense because the, the thing, the main approach, so, okay, so here are two. Oh, that's my chair. I, I lean back. Here are two things that I've seen people uh, convince themselves of before they start. And it is the internet is connected to everybody in the world. It's a vast world with a lot of people. So it's going to get a lot of traffic. Somebody's going to find me. I'm going to have my own niche. Number two, if they all, if the people who find me in the niche or if anybody in the world even just give me like a dollar each, I'll be a millionaire. Those two ideas are the things that people convince themselves of. Really, that, that's what they convince themselves of. And that's why they think once this website is up and running, sooner or later they will... They, they say, oh, I'm going to put in a lot of effort to get it up and running. Yeah, fuck you. You're not. You're going to give up in a few months. I know that because I've seen so many people give up so easily after like a few months of just hemorrhaging money. And they're like, this isn't working. No shit. No shit because you're not fucking listening to me. Uh, but they just, yeah. And yeah. So, and so, all right. So simply put, most clients that fail are uh, one person or two person startups, okay? That is the hardest to actually get running properly because you, they don't have the resources to, to market it, to, to move, to push product or whatever. They don't, they, don't have the, they don't have the time or resources to do it properly. If it's a company that has the products that have an established business and they're trying to do a specific thing to it then it works all right i'm obviously i'm not talking about them i'm talking about the regular run-of-the-mill person who finds you after a quick google search and then approaches you asks you uh for a chip cheap quick and easy e-commerce website because it's not going to be complicated i'm just going to be selling this they they fail quite often and this is what I'm talking about, okay? Um, and they also, a lot of people also think if they have enough traffic, they're gonna make, uh, they don't have to worry much about after that. A lot of people think um, if they make enough margin off of like even a little bit of margin, if there's enough product uh, being pushed out the door, 
that will justify, that will be enough money that they can make uh, a good profit off of that. None of that works that way. You've gotta, it's, it, it's so hard to get people, like a significant number of people to come to your website. And then after that, the, the ratio that people actually buy things, it's very low. It's very low. I'll, I'll look up better statistics, but it really depends on the niche and, and, and what you're doing, but it's, it's low for everyone, like 2% or something, 2, 2%, no, 0.1% was it? Something like that. It's so low. 0.1% is actually really good. If it's 1,000 people coming to your website, you can get 1,000 people coming to your website a day. And if you sell one a day, that's not too bad when you're starting off. But you, you're gonna later get tens of thousands of people on your website. And then the, the numbers go up because you're marketing better. And then you go like go up to like one or 2% and you're just selling like crazy, you know? But it's the numbers are ridiculously low when you start off. So it's gonna be hard, but people don't think about that. So that's another thing that you need to think about and that you can advise people about and hopefully that will help them um, approach this market a little better. But as a web developer or as a web designer that you are, yeah, fucking humor them and just listen to their shit, help them out just a little bit and then get paid for their crappy ass website that will most likely fail. <laughs> most likely fail and um, just make the money off of them, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, not all businesses are gonna succeed. You're gonna make some some duds. So just get some good screenshots if you're proud of your work, and that's it. So, yeah. Anyways, I think we're done with those. Um, I think that's good. We talked about a lot of stuff. That's 50 fucking minutes. Almost, almost 45 minutes. So that's good. All right. So tier zero delusions. I hope this sets the tone of all our WooCommerce series in the future. There's a lot more stuff that I wanna talk about, so let's get into that, okay? Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, news and resources. I, I have um, two really cool, three cool things to talk about, so I'll talk about that in, after the break. All right, news and resources. So this is pretty recent. These are pretty recent um, articles. Uh, this one is, as, you, as soon as you land on the page, this is by uh, a guy named Kyle Pira, I'm, I'm assuming. There's P-I-I-R-A. Kyle is spelled K-Y-L-E, so that's fine. Kyle Pira, I think. And as soon as you land on the website, you will see that it's using WordPress, the 2020 theme, so good for him. Uh, this blog post is titled why I quit using Google <gasps> now it's not about the Google search engine it's about Google services now we all know that a lot of Google services are free right and this guy was fully invested in the Google uh, ecosystem. But then there was one email, and you're gonna, I hope you co-read this because it's it's very useful uh, to read. 
not just the story, but there's a lot of things, a lot of resources that he put together. You'll, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's really worth reading, but I will tell you the story. So he was just totally invested in everything concerning Google. Uh, but then he got an email one day and that email said, your account has been suspended. And it's it was suspended because uh, of a perceived terms of use violation. And he says, this, and this Kyle says, no prior warning, no appeals process, no number to call, trying to sign into your Google account yields an error and all your connected devices are signed out. And luckily for Kyle, it was not his main Google ID. So Google account, so it's luckily he was okay with that. I mean, he could access his main stuff and that was like a backup email or something. But that's the thing. This is, this just, and if, and if you think about this, it would be just a mess. Your, your, your whole Google account, all your Google stuff on that account, that account being suspended for some reason that the bots thought showed some kind of behavior that violates their terms of use and they just suspend it and that's it. Who are you gonna go to to talk about? There's no local Google email office that you can talk to a, serve, a representative and just say, hey, can you just, you can't do that, right? So this guy has started to de-Google himself and there's a huge list of him finding alternative alternatives for Gmail, Google Contacts, Calendars, Search, Maps, Analytics, Drive, Photos, Docs, Play Music, Play Movies, TV, Play Audiobooks, Books, Play Store, Android, Android Apps, Chrome, Google Domains, Google Hangouts, Allo, whatever the fuck that is, Podcasts, Newsstand, Wallet, and Voice. This guy is like the Google human. You know, he was the Google human, uh, but he has alternative uh, services and software for all those. He found them all and he's just, it's spread out a little bit. It, it could be a little, um, a little spread out for uh, uh, a cohesive solution, but he's not held hostage by one company. So um, yeah. I mean, search, you're gonna, you're, you're stuck with Google. I mean, they have such a monopoly that you're stuck with Google. Although I do use DuckDuckGo, still I do have to use Google sometimes. So yeah, you're stuck with that. But if you can keep all your personal life and your assets here and there spread out between different companies and not held monopoly by one or not held hostage by one company, that's not bad, you know, so yeah. So this, I think this article is really interesting and there's so many other types of services that you can find here in this comprehensive list. I think it's really cool. So you can check that out. I think it's worth checking out. All right, let's go to the next one. And this next one is actually on uh, Bunny CDN. Now this is um, a type of article. You know how crappy, companies, local, small scale companies, try to use a blog to leverage their SEO. Uh, and a lot of times it really doesn't work. And it just, it's just like, I've seen this in so many, so many, if you have this, if you have this article on your website, 
like dude come on all right so <laughs> like why is ssl important to your website i have seen so many web design web development companies it companies have that as their blog post it doesn't help with your seo it does not they're gonna if somebody actually does want to learn about ssl they're gonna go somewhere else not your fucking website you know but i've seen so many people do that this is a case because this is a company called bunny cdn and this uh this article came out last year so it's so last year but it's it's very interesting and um i think um it's worth a read so what this is is the title is is your fancy new domain hurting your performance benchmarking the top level domain names now when you when people say tld that is top level domain and that is a .com .net .com .au um, .org those kind of things are tlds and uh, this this because it's a CDN company I guess they actually did test everything and they have a really cool graph of how fast a TLD loads which is just really cool it's it's just something that we normally never think about now it, when things are cached and stuff it's it doesn't matter too much all right it doesn't matter too much but it's really interesting that there is an actual difference it's because co different companies maintain different tlds so i guess that happens uh, on top the fastest loading tlds are biz buzz club co us uh, in gets that's india uh, news email guru live media ninja reviews those kind of places services shop they load really quick um, .com, .net are right smack in the middle, slightly above average, or below average, I guess, in loading time. On the bottom of that would be like .site, .pw, .tech, .io. What? .io? .io loads really well. Like I said, it has to be cached well and it's, you know, built well. Uh, doesn't really, and it really doesn't matter. It's just like a fucking few milliseconds difference. But anyways, design, blog, XYZ sucks uh <laughs> ly like bitly they are really slow i guess uh and it's it's interesting you know info and org are really poor uh show really poor performance but but it really doesn't matter that much because at best it's like a few milliseconds difference but it's something that is worth thinking about i mean worth knowing i guess not even thinking about but it's worth knowing it, it that it happens so that's pretty cool all right one last thing before I let you go. Uh, there is a website called Colormark. Now, color is spelled with a K, and it's K-O-L-O-R, not the British spelling with a U, Kalur, uh, but it's color with a K, with, a, with, an, with an O, just spelled with an O's, with O's, not a U. So K, and, and it's not a C. So K-O-L-O-R-M-A-R-K dot com colormark.com now this is really cool because what you can do is you can buy your colors what you can't buy your colors no you can't actually buy your colors but off of this website you can make an account and you can uh find a color your like your brand color and you can just name it all right so 
there are 16,777,216 colors, not in the world, I guess, but in RGB. Because it's 256 times 256 times 256. And 16 million colors. And there are still 14 million available. And you can just search your name, search, not your name, but search colors like for your brand or whatever and you find it and you can buy it. I bought FCDC00, which is, if you search, I'll leave the link there. Uh, it is uh, um, a color for Almost Inevitable. So that color is called, that shade of yellow is called the Almost Inevitable Yellow. I paid $10 for that, so. <laughs> yeah, what? So who cares? You know, it's cool. Um, yeah, so you can you can um, get your brands like that, and yeah, it's, it's just a cool thing. Just check it out. If you have a brand, uh, if you have a color that you want to claim, you can name a color for your kid. I might have to buy my daughter or my wife a color. You know, it's really cool if you think about that. So yeah, check it out. All right. Okay. So that's um that's been an hour, pretty almost. Um, I hope I hope this series is gonna help. I hope you enjoy these this these future series. Um, did I mention? I'm not sure. I'll just say it again if I didn't. Uh, this WooCommerce series, all the titles are going to be named after Metallica. Yeah, Metallica, because I've stayed off of Metallica titles during this whole 20 episode process, just so I can use uh, Metallica titles for this series of WooCommerce episodes so uh, I am gonna go into their better albums <laughs> two good albums ride the lightning and master puppets I'm gonna use titles from that but it's gotta stay on topic so I can't use just any, I can I have at least their whole discography to at least get titles from all right so I will see you in the next episode that will be episode 22 and until then have a great week and I will see you then bye bye